When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, Mike Molina, our special guest, Kostaki Economopoulos, and Doug Sprinthal. Look, all of my favorites in one room. <laughs> well, I have to leave soon, so then it'll really be all your favorites. It's probably good. I have a feeling a grenade's going to roll under the door at any moment. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. We'll be right back. Kostaki Economopoulos, our special guest in studio right after this Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com, Doug Sprinthal. All right, I have to weave a comment about the magician into an automotive Beal ad. I'll see if I can pull this up. So he claimed that rock and roll was invented because of telecasters were cheap. That's not true. So I looked it up. No, it's telecaster was two hundred and ten dollars in nineteen fifty three. I think the actual first year of the telly was fifty one. The average price of a house in nineteen fifty three. Go ahead and guess. Nineteen fifty three. I would say eight thousand dollars. Two thousand and fifty. That's it. Two thousand dollars. So a telly was. 10% 10% the cost of the average home in the United States. Wow. Now, the average That's cost a- of a used car at Walzer Automotive Group is about $14,000, and they're all covered by a lifetime powertrain warranty that you get at no extra charge. It covers you major medical coverage on your car as long as you own the vehicle. How is that for a seamless transition? I'm, I'm is impressed. It, I'm is a Telecaster, Stratocaster, $1,400 now? <laughs> oh, no. In fact, you can get entry-level tellies for about the same price. There is a, a wide range, really? so you can get custom shop. Fender has a custom shop with the handmade stuff, and those are maybe twenty five hundred. But an American standard telly, I think, is about seven or eight hundred dollars, and the Strats maybe a little bit really? more than that. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah, because they have to, used to have to build them all by hand, but now it's all mass produced all over the world, and with computers no, and stuff, it's production so much less money. Fender Automotive Group. Fender.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the king of pain himself, the stock economist in studio. Yes, after Monday night. I don't know how you're here. Do you feel uh, welcome? Had some pain. Yeah. They, <laughs> I do feel welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Good. Why I'm is it glad. every time I talk to you, your sports team gets their ass handed? Why? Uh, <laughs> that's your opening line? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. 
Why do? Why does my sports team have to play the Death Star at every level of football? Why? It's not it's fair. It's true. It's the Croatian Death Star. It's the scariest dynasty in the history of football at that level. That's the it team is. my team has to play. It's not fair. But no, the it's array, the, the wide array of emotions. Because I was cheering for you on Monday night. I appreciate and it. You're up 13-0 at half. Yeah. They tie it up. Whatever. Then they miss the field goal. Yeah. Yeah. And you go to overtime. You score first, and I'm like, oh, wow. Then they get the sack, and you're like, it's second and 26. Right. The game's over. Yeah. Boom, next play, touchdown. And I was like, the oh. The roller coaster was absurd. It was a great <laughs> It was a great game. I just I just would like them to rewrite the ending, but it was yeah. really a fun ride. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy game. Crazy. Yeah, let's go out and see uh, Kostaki's all morose. What a yeah. thing. Where do I get a hat that says, we're number two? I need... <laughs> I need one for the pros and the college level. <laughs> it's a tough year. But I'll take it. I've been saying for years that I, you know, like I would hear Bills fans complain about going to the Super Bowl four years and losing. I'm like, my team hasn't been no. in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm accepting being number two is a, is a big jump from where we were. And we're in the conversation to win it all again next year. So that's all we can do. Um, we got a great freshman quarterback. Explain. What are you going to yeah, do? You do. Yeah. Is this how you explain your screw-ups to your wife, too? <laughs> no, I tried to come in number one, but well, just honey, accepting the fact that... This is way well, better honey. than it could have been. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> could have been so much worse. I'm sober. No one's beating anyone. This is really not bad, honey. Let's, let's keep it in context. <laughs> That's all I need is a tall Greek man wearing a wife beater. That's great. That's none none of those running around. There's a good image for you. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah there's a good image. <laughs> you want to talk about good image? I'm looking at a picture of James Franco with Tommy Wizzo, the guy he plays in The Disaster Artist. This is just before James found out that three women came out and said he sexually harassed them. You know, so I, he still looks happy. I almost never watch regular television, and I just happen to be exhausted last night I was kind of winding down and I caught the interview with Franco on uh, Colbert last night and I was like what on oh, Colbert that's right what happened that I, I don't really even know the story but I saw two you know very playful men being very serious about something and I, you know I watched it was it was compelling TV I didn't know that he was accused of sexual harassment I didn't either yeah. Every, yeah. who isn't who is it days. right well, I'm wondering Kostaki. about that very thing. He's <laughs> never been. I think I'm in the clear. never been accused of it. I think I'm in the clear. I have the opposite problem. Yeah. I can't even hit on my own wife without being hesitant. <laughs> <laughs> I could start a club. I'm the other end of the spectrum on this issue for sure. <laughs> my wife just hit me. I did. My wife just punched me right in the arm. Playfully. Flirty. <laughs> <laughs> It was cute. It was cute. <laughs> and of course, it was really cute. It was really great. Um, I, yeah, I don't know where that will where that will all go. Will all men eventually? Because, you know, Jody Foster did say, "Let's face it. Every man over thirty has sexually harassed a woman." She really does believe that every man has done it. How do you define that? Well, and I, yeah, I think well, in, a, in some, the lesbian's world, you, it could be true. If you if you include ogling, I'll agree to that premise, but. <laughs> You have to go pretty far to the extreme of yeah. mm-hmm. definition to, for that to be true. <laughs> I, did, I mean, it's, one of these days we are going to have to get the due process. I will say that. I agree with that. And the, and the two of them in this interview last night had that conversation, you know, it could, because clearly. So Colbert is in the position of trying to be the grown up and be serious and not not let him off the hook easily, right? That's the position he's in. And mm-hmm. you know, and the other guy is in the position of just having been accused but not wanting to throw the women under the bus because that's not right. fair to anybody, but yet defend himself. And they and Colbert asked him like, "What is what can we do? Can we talk about this in a different place in a different situation what is the right answer for handling these kind of conversations going forward and neither one of them had a good answer and i and i was left watching and thinking i don't have a good answer for this either what's the answer i don't because you yeah. you have to give the woman the benefit of the doubt i mean there's an almost no motivation for her there's to no way to win make something up right. but it also isn't fair that you're just guilty because somebody says something so I don't know what the yeah, answer is. I agree with that. 
I don't know. Well, there are people offering. Well, uh, there are people offering I money do. now to get other to get women to say that somebody sexually harassed them. Oh, I so that saw that coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but well, I think the thing to do is to listen to the women and then talk to the guy and try to you know try to piece it together. I mean, right. that's the only way to deal with it. But that's not what we're doing. We're condemning the men immediately. You're immediately guilty. Which yeah, we can't have. I, I think what's going to have to happen is the press isn't going to be able to pick up every accusation. Um, Remember when I was saying this like a year ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, you were. They're, they're going to have to let some due process happen before they make these reports. Right. Yeah. I, I, it, look, and I'm not trying to get women to stop coming forward. That's not what we're saying no. here at all. The women should absolutely come forward. Yeah, that, yeah. That's not what we're saying here. But to automatically assume the man is guilty is not justice. Right. So I don't know what they're going to do about that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea what the deal is. The oddest thing Foster is, is, is that leader. the due process, you know, Bill Cosby went to court and everybody thinks he's guilty, but the court says he isn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. That's a very good point. <laughs> that's so, a good point. And that's, the due process doesn't necessarily do it for you either. Yeah. yeah no, it doesn't. That's I mean, right. That, that is the problem. <laughs> that's 100% correct because uh, women could say, well, due process, the problem is most likely the man's going to go in front of um, another man and that man gets to judge if that if the man is guilty or not. Well, and movie stars never get charged really with anything. Yeah, they could murder someone and the well, no problem. <laughs> so. Although way, way back in the day, 100 years ago, Fatty Arbuckle was accused of it. It ruined his life and he didn't do it. Is that right? So, I mean... Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, he didn't do it, so it ruined his life. It's a tough nickname. So I don't know what you do. Fatty. Fatty? Yeah. Well, I mean, he was fat. <laughs> well, you do, that's nice, you, you, do that to your, you do that to yourself. Self-induced. The, one, the yourself. one two punch is Arbuckle, right? I mean, it was Fatty yeah. Jones wouldn't be quite as bad. Yeah, not great. Fatty Anderson. Oh, my God. I mean, I guess especially 1910 or whenever. I mean, uh it was it was a lot harder to be fat back then, back when you were well, rationing out your what? You right. Yeah, it was a sign of prosperity to be fat. <clears throat> right, and nicknames were more on the nose then too. Right? Yeah, you were shorty or fatty. Or, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, that's how it is in Mexico. Yeah. If you're fat, you're El Gordo because that's just what you are. <laughs> El Gordo. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, I have to leave. Bye. You got to go, really? Yeah, Bella's got a, got her appointment. She's going to the spa. Right. Yep, the dog she's going to blow out. No, I'm just <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't think I want to know what you it get is. There, you get your hair dried for you. Oh, I see. okay. My yeah, mom does it. It's a rich a person thing. Why don't you clean up your mind there, dog? <laughs> oh, God. That's oh, funny. man. Okay, love you, bye. Love yeah. you too. Bye. So loving. <laughs> so loving. So you should loving, hear what she's saying about daughter. you now that the headphones are on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you started it. <laughs> oh God! I tell you, Kostaki, that whole thing is unbelievable. Because Fawn now, who's 19 months old, oh my God. has decided that Andy's name is Nanny. Nanny? So she calls him. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. She call she call she always wants to FaceTime us and she has to go through the whole roster. Yeah. Bop Bop? Here he is. Bop Bop's here. Nana? I'm here. Nanny? <laughs> Nanny is doesn't isn't oh, here. It doesn't help that you Jude? <laughs> the dog. You don't say like you know. Don't, you don't correct her. You just uh, reinforce I do. it. No, you don't. Well, my name is not Bop Bop anyway. I don't know if you know well, that. Well, we're going with Bop Bop. Bop Bop's cute. Well, you don't call your grandparents by their names. No, my name no. is not Bop I, Bop. I have never once. Hey Bop Bop, how's it going, Bop Bop? <laughs> but my favorite thing she does, and then I'll move on. I promise. She goes Bop Bop, Nana for Catherine, Nanny for Andy, and then when she gets to the dog, she goes. Jude. Jude. <laughs> she like that. That's because that's how we say Jude. <laughs> <laughs> she mimics exactly how we say Jude. <laughs> she does funny. mimic. It's very, very funny. <laughs> She's so cute. No. Now, let me ask you a question. Obviously, there's been uh, several problems in, in the comedy world. We talked about Louis C.K. And, uh, you know, there have been some other. I've had a couple of friends, matter of fact, uh, a couple of friends that are, I'm very close to that have been accused of it themselves. I, I, it's really hard. It's so oh, such a challenge. I've been at last night on stage. I was 
floundering around trying to figure out how to talk about the Louis thing still. I don't know. I can't get my head around. I don't. Doesn't make any sense to me. You spend your whole life hiding your masturbation. How are you opening with masturbation? <laughs> <laughs> they don't That's even have their point. coats off. What are you in your? What are you doing? It doesn't. <laughs> it's absurd. It's so it absurd. Thing. I can't. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. It's pretty. It's sick, really. I think it's like a celebrity shoplifting. They don't need to. They're doing it just for the thrill of it. Yeah, they can get That's away. An interesting if, you're, if you're that rich and famous, then you can pretty much get anyone you want. Now, to but I they like this theory to do. But to yeah. be fair to Louis, most of this kind of most of these stories are long before he was famous. He was just oh. wandering around as a two thousand dollar a week headliner, right? I I don't. I mean, he was a great comic, and he had written for Chris Rock and some of these other things. But he wasn't. He was not the kingmaker he is now, for sure. Hmm. So at least some of the you know the pressure to please the guy to continue your career was not really a part of this story as much as it appears at first blush, right? Well, then yeah, it sounds like he uh, has an illness to fix. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's well, it is so, so weird. I don't get it. It's, you know the and the odd thing for me is, and I haven't talked much about it because it hasn't become public yet. Uh, like I did know about the Louis C.K. thing several months ago but uh you know uh i heard the couple of friends of mine who've been accused of sexual harassment are both they're both gay men oh so that part hasn't come up that much i don't has, has any gay man been been publicly uh, kevin spacey well, kevin spacey yeah. oh that's right kevin spacey that's right he's choosing that's to right. live his life as a gay man so were the yeah, allegations so yeah, were they by men is that the is that the story yes okay oh Yes. I thought you meant, like, by women to gay men. No, no. They, they were men that accused... Matter of fact, they're comedians that accused other comedians of sexual harassment. Wow. I got to hear this story. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to have to... Is it Because it hasn't become public yet, so... Is it Sinbad? That's really nice. <laughs> Sinbad gay? I, didn't, I don't think he's gay. I don't know. Maybe he, he is. I don't know. He doesn't read gay to the casual observer, that's <laughs> no, for sure. No, no. Who knows? No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't heard from him in so long. Things could have changed, though, for all I know. <laughs> yeah, That's no. why it was Last funny. thing I saw him in was probably Good Burger. That's a hilarious first <laughs> guess. Sinbad. I'm immediately Sinbad. thinking of the gay comics in my head, and Sinbad was not in the top. Of course, 100. he was at the last bottom of the list. <laughs> not one of them. He was down well, there with Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> <laughs> But is there, yeah, I don't know, there's a little bit of a different ethic in the gay community about hitting on each other. It's a, it's a much more open thing, right? Because it's two men. It's a, it's a, it's the, all of the male energy times two with no female energy to slow it down, right? Yeah, I know. It's, it's a bad combination. <laughs> is, that, is that a fair thing to say? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's really fair to say. It's a My brain is assessing the situation. It's a different ethic, right? I don't know. Well... That's I fascinating. I don't know if that's okay to say. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I, maybe the, maybe the gays could call in. Saying it into a microphone. <laughs> the gays. You know, we do have a special gay line to call into. So, uh, the pink phone. Yeah. Call in on the pink phone. Yes, the, oh, the lines are open. Honest to God. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I suppose. You know, can you imagine how tough it was to be gay about 100 years ago? Oh, when, I can't. I think it was a lot of fun 25 years ago. And it's, yeah, it's, I mean. Well, I, yeah, probably, but, yeah. I mean, you, you could you go around hitting on guys? Because back then it was, you could get well, killed. Depends on where you right. were. I mean, I grew sure. up in suburban yeah, Atlanta. In high school, I knew one a friend of mine came out to me, and it was a big deal. I mean, he was... He was afraid. He couldn't yeah. tell anybody he was gay. It wasn't that long ago. Right. That was 1987. No, it's not ancient history. You know, things have changed yeah, a lot. We've like come a long way. Well, we have, and that's true. And, and people need to be given credit for that, by the way, because they could have stonewalled everybody. And matter of fact, it was... I don't know. I, I just think we've come a lot farther than we're given credit for as a society. I, I totally really agree with that definitely. premise. Yeah, right. It is all, all true. We will be right back in just a couple minutes right after this. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, 
capital and equipment loan or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to hanging out on the dock with family and friends. Let Flow enhance your experience with their rock-solid dock systems. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Flow boat lifts are a breeze to level using a cordless drill with their patented Easy Level system. Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Visit Flo at the Minneapolis Boat Show at the Convention Center January 11th through the 14th. Say you heard this ad on KQ and received $50 off your purchase. Stop by Friday night between 6 and 7 to meet professional hockey star Ryan Suter, a proud owner and spokesperson for Flo Dock and Lift Systems. Or visit their website at floeintl.com. Flo Docks and Lifts, a better way. What's I never could have hoped to win is starting down the road and leaving me again. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kostaki Economopolis in studio. He's at Acme all week long, as a matter of fact. That's terrific. What a great club. It's a, it's a warm hug, it that club. club. It really is. Which is nice in January in Minneapolis to get yeah. a warm hug. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very true. <laughs> I'm coming back oh to this crazy God. city twice in January. That's how dumb I am. <laughs> no, that's right. you got to come in before the Super Bowl, so therefore you will be coming in the end I'm going to come back to the mall and do Radio Row and run around and go to the NFL Media Day and all that stuff. So I'm actually very well, excited about that. we dinner one night. I'm we'll somewhat football. Let's do that. I can't believe you're not doing Radio Row, Tom. It's not your cup of tea. All the chaos. I have and the, no interest in going anywhere near all the, the football big game. Superstars. No. Okay. I, I'm somewhat Ugh. ignorant as a football fan. I'm not much a fan at all. What exactly is Radio Row? It's the coolest thing. May I, Tom? Can I do this? Because I love it. Sure. What? Well, absolutely. It is. Uh, stations come from all over the country and mm-hmm. set up and do live remotes from Super Bowl City for the whole week in one giant room. Sounds it's, awful. It's, <laughs> it sounds awful, and it is, depending on your perspective. It's the most terrible thing in the world or the best. Okay. Uh, it's usually about 150 different stations come and set up camp. Definitely from the Super Bowl uh, uh, team cities, mm-hmm. several of those come. And then whatever, you have like a, a table from San Francisco and a table from Little Rock and a table from West Palm Beach and a table from Atlanta. And you wander around, and everyone's sitting there doing their shows live, uh, morning, afternoon, and evening in some cases. Wow. And you can wander around and do, like, 20 interviews in, you know, four hours. And by Thursday and Friday, the star level of the interviewees goes through the roof. Like, that's why I come in now and just do, like, the Tuesday and Wednesday when I can get on. Because Thursday and Friday, I'm literally getting bumped by Steve Young and Michael Vick. And whoever's promoting a thing is wandering the tables doing these interviews. It's really cool. I've told you to... I've told you to kill dogs, and then you could get interviewed. <laughs> Just like Michael Vick. <laughs> that was the brains of my offense for seven years, that decision maker. That guy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you have it. No, it does. I'm sure it is fun at the beginning, but yeah, toward the end, it's got to be just that. See, I just have no interest whatsoever in it. I have no. It's none. a grueling thing for all of the parties involved, but it is, uh, for oh, me, yeah. I've done a few of them, and I, I love it. I love. Going in, doing my thing, and getting the heck out of there. It's a long week. For are we the... talking about still talking about killing dogs? <laughs> yes, we are. I love doing it, getting out. It's fun <laughs> at the beginning. You but... do it, you get in, you get out. Uh, radio, radio fun. I love radio. Yeah, what is radio fun? I love radio. I do too. I, I have since I was a, a teen, young, young teenager. I've loved radio, and I still do at this uh, late date. I will tell you that. You got the perfect voice. When I sat down and put the headphones on, I was like, ah, oh, that guy, that guy's voice. It's nice. It sounds so much Amen. better in the headphones than it does on my phone when I call yeah. you. People sound a lot different <laughs> on the phone. Yeah, I suppose I do. Yeah. I, well, I was told by, by I can, several people that my voice has three different tones to it. So, so, so people hear three different tones in my voice. 
they it, there's a high mid range and a low. I don't know where the high is, but some that's what some people hear, I guess. <laughs> I know it's weird. I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. Oh, by the way, you were talking about people whacking a mole in front of women. Oh yes. Uh there's another one. This might explain why Catherine Zeta-Jones chose to take her brother to the Golden Globes, where the Time's Up campaign and her father-in-law, Kirk Douglas, were in the spotlight per hello instead of her husband. In an interview with Deadline, Michael Douglas reveals he's been accused of inappropriate behavior by a former employee who says he masturbated in front of her, spoke raunchily to others, and blackballed her from the industry in the mid-1980s. He said, and I quote, while I fess up to the colorful language, that's what he said. Wow. Was it Angela Lansbury? What? Uh, doesn't say. I, I don't understand. What? It's just, it's put your penis how away. Could, what are you doing? But, I mean, how do we know he even did it? Yeah. That's the whole problem. I'm not saying that, that he didn't do it. I'm just saying, how do we know he did it? Yeah, it's a bit suspicious it's a great that question. they wait so long, too. Like, as soon as the statute of limitations is up, you're like, oh, well, uh, now I have a story to tell. Well, yeah, it's clearly an environment. I'm not expected to go it's to the. It's uh, finally to a judge an environment when you're actually being heard. So I, I understand that it's something that you would not run away and try to tell somebody at the time. But, but you're right. How do you? We don't know for sure if it's true. It sounds true. It's probably true. The motivation for, for coming out and saying it is. I mean, I don't know. It's a great question, Tom. I don't know what the answer to this problem is. Nobody knows I feel like answer. TMZ would have paid quite a bit to hear these kind of things for a long time. Like if you have, pr- especially if you have proof of it happening, you go to TMZ and you're like, hey, guess what I've got? You're going to get a bunch of money and your story's going to get out. I suppose they don't. It's not possible for them to have physical proof that it happened. Well, if it happens all the time, he's constantly, you know, hitting on women and stuff, then you just record it. Yeah. We've had uh, those... What's that thing called that they used in Home Alone? The, uh, the recording thingy? The talk boy. My kids were home early. Yeah, that's it. We've had that for a long time. we buy one of those. Oh, come on, we're then also talking about Michael Douglas. Voices. You remember how he said he got throat cancer? Right. Yes. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. But I oh, yeah. Can Thanks we, a lot, honey. Can somebody explain to me the masturbating part? What? What is what? Why is that? I don't get Well, it we either. were talking about this in the second hour about the whole dick picture phenomenon. It's astounding. And it's just a one-way street because you never hear about women doing that. Never. And no. I've never met a woman that says, oh, it's just fat. I, I, I've been collecting these pictures for years. They're just fabulous. It doesn't happen. <laughs> no. That's what I've been saying. Nobody wants a picture of your penis. Not even the woman right. who loves you. That's right. The woman who loves you That's just what... puts up with your penis because she likes the rest of you. you That's just what Alex said. She said, they're not particularly interesting right. to look at. And it, I would agree. It is It is the most classic dumb male thing to do to send to a stranger. like Especially someone like in I the know. Brett Favre story who has right. said no to you several times. Well, maybe <laughs> this will change yeah, your mind. This will bring her around. There's six inches of fun. <laughs> Such a, well, such a uh, we have a caller move. who may be an expert on the uh, topic. Oh, Cy. Really? <laughs> no. Is this uh, my wife? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Magoo. Oh, God. Oh, Magoo, you, you were know, an expert on this topic? Yeah. No, no he's, just, he's just mad because he's not in the playoffs. That's okay. That's all you got. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm a, ma- I'm a master masturbator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that call. What's yeah. happening? Someone okay, Malina, Malina, go, 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 do something. Let the real men talk now. Tommy. Yeah. Why don't you try talking coherently for once? How about hey, talking English? What? Don't speak talk English. To, don't say that to our one listener. I am speaking English. What, uh, what the hell do you think this is? Sounds Boy, like hillbilly. The time. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Hey, Mister Snuffle, you... I, I gotta Jeez. tell you. Oh my goodness. You tickle my bunny bone every week. I love it when you're on. Hey. I really enjoy you. All right. Yeah. Thanks, man. Well, and I know you're going to be leaving us real soon and everything, but, uh, I mean, you're what so are you funny. Dying? You should... No. <laughs> Football season's over. He's not going to be on the show. <laughs> you should go out and be a comedian. I should do what? Yeah. You should go out and be a comedian. <laughs> I should try that. Yeah. Give it a whirl. I will give that a shot. You oh, my sh- God. Sometimes you, you get me bubble gut. Oh, my God. I'm you, as funny as hell. You, you should know. come down oh, to Acme my Comedy Company this week. That's where the real funny is. That's the live, the real live stand-up comedy funny. It's the best thing in the world. I'm not going down to the big city for that. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> 
You're not making that trip. Oh. Well, Magoo's an over-the-road truck driver, by the way, uh, uh, Kostaki. Oh, okay. Well, then you could pick up the album and listen to it in the truck. How about that? It's called, what album? It's called Live at Acme. It's my new comedy album. I released it when I was... I recorded it one year ago, and... Uh, did the producing and the promotion and all that stuff, and I'm just back to play and uh, be a comic this week. It's out there. Oh, wow. Anywhere you'd find oh, the so source. You are, you're a comedian? I, I am. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> you, you need to fire your marketing agency. Uh, I've never heard of you. Well, okay, well, yeah. Well, definitely, i got to check you out now. Oh, that's great. This is... Uh, so, this is yeah, painfully revealing. I, I got some serious stuff to talk to Tommy about. I would happily um, fire you know. my PR guy, except that it's me. Oh. <laughs> you might, you want to no. might take some night courses. Anyway, so, Tommy. God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are, listen, this is serious. I mean, I, I don't have, you know, no, the it's okay. the way. <laughs> My father passed right. away. I got nobody to talk to. And Melina, you hush. Hey, I mean, hey, I am I'm so done excited. at 3 o'clock, so bring it. Come down to the big city if you can find it, and I'll meet you outside. Oh, oh here we go. Oh, okay. boy, anyway. they're sour, aren't those Packer fans? They're sour. Packer no. fan? What are you <laughs> talking about, you idiot? <laughs> yeah, Melina's not a Packer fan as far as I know. In any case, back to Magoo talking. So your, your father passed away, and you have no one to talk to. Okay, tell me. I'm so excited. Yes, I am so excited for the game but then i'm getting that pit in my stomach feeling again you know i think it's it rises from fat so in 98 but uh, <laughs> i just don't know yes. i just don't i mean i'm so excited i'm all geared up and then all of a sudden it's like it must be you know like uh you know druggies or something that crash and i come crashing for a few seconds and stuff and i don't know what to do i mean well, seriously we're gonna we're gonna do this right Magoo, what you want to do is talk to Kostaki because he's used to getting his ass kicked at the very end of a game. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> well, so did the Vikings fan, too. No, I, I, you know, Magoo, the way I'm looking at this whole thing, and I'm very serious about this, the way I look at this whole thing is that this season was not supposed to happen anyway. We knew that Bradford was going to get hurt. We didn't know that Cook was going to get hurt, but we lost him, too. So this whole thing has been a great surprise anyway. This was not supposed to happen. So getting as far going thirteen and three with that team is just shocking to everybody. So I know, I, I'm hoping, done. of course, that I know, I know, you're absolutely right. Uh, and every the remaining teams, uh, New Orleans team, the Atlanta Falcons, and of course uh, either Pittsburgh or uh, New England, they scare the hell out of me. They're four damn good football teams, you know. I know. So, yeah, but I understand I mean, what you're saying. It's terrifying. It. I, I, I know. It, in 98, look at it. Culpepper, oh, yeah. with Jake Reed, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, Robert yep. Smith. Yeah, that was a good team. And, and and that boy took a knee, you know. I mean, I took I know. When, <laughs> You know, he's dead now, so I don't know. Calling a dead guy well, oh, might not limp. be. Yeah. <laughs> I know. My family, when he died, I got on there and started ripping on him, saying that, I prayed to God that when he had his heart attack, he dropped to a knee. So karma got him. But, you know. <laughs> Magoo, you're on a tear right. today, man. Did, did oh, you have like a rough over I'm the road you. hole? Well, no, I'm bringing back sweet onions. So maybe the smell of the onions are getting to me. But, Tommy, I just, I'm high and then I'm low. I'm high and then I'm low. I'm like, uh, I you know, know. We, I know, we got two games and we play at home. Please yep. don't screw this up. But then, you know, being a Minnesota fan, <coughs> that pit feeling comes in my stomach like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, no giggling. I'm familiar. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I'm a Falcons and Bulldogs fan. I, you don't have to describe the pit feeling to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you, you got beat up by a, a freshman, dude. <laughs> that, that was embarrassing. Our From Hawaii. That doesn't even count. <laughs> Holy crap. So, anyways, Tommy, I just, I don't know. I, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go Viking. This All is right, our Magoo, year, Tommy. We'll, we'll, I hope you're right, sir. That would be fantastic. Magoo, thanks for calling, man. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, sir. Yeah, I know what he's saying. It, it, as a Viking fan, as an Atlanta Falcon fan, yeah. it's always we're right on at the precipice, and then we just fall apart. It's hard to believe so it. So I yeah. know. Right. 
It is. It's hard to believe. You're right. There, there is no way Georgia should have lost that football game. No way. <laughs> oh, God. It's right? The, it's There's the no way the Atlanta Falcons. It's the Death Star. I, I was star. at a Super Bowl party watching it. It is the Death Star. You're right. You're playing the machine. You know, They're, those guys are really good. I mean. They are. You think about it this way. Think how good your recruiting is when a kid that's never played <laughs> is sitting on the bench with those kind of skills. I know. You know, you're, I know. you are a football factory at that point. <laughs> How old is the kid? 19? Yeah, maybe. The, the, the quarterback. So I think he's 19. A real freshman. They Both quarterbacks. Our guy, too. They both yeah. were in high school last year. They're true freshmen. It is just absolutely fascinating that that happens. There's, there's no there's way no I could have it. that kind of poise at that age. I don't have it now. I'm 48. No. <laughs> okay, hey, what well, we're going to do since... Mag- <laughs> no, I was just going to say, Kasaki, things are looking up, though. The dogs have the number one recruiting class this fall. They do. And they've got that killer freshman quarterback coming back. Yep. They're going to be just fun. They do, absolutely. So now that Magoo's gone, somebody shoot Melina with a tranquilizer dart, and we'll be back in two minutes. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about MyPillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone said it was. Well, I received my first MyPillow, and I love it. Look, my, my head stays level. You know, it's not too high, not too low. My neck feels much better because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering a buy one MyPillow, get another one absolutely free, don't delay. This offer will end on January 31st. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first My Pillow. If you already know how great the My Pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Go to MyPillow.com, but make sure you use the promo code TOM. Again, please use promo code TOM. That's promo code TOM. MyPillow.com. Tom Bernard here. Minneapolis is gearing up for the biggest football event of the year. And you've probably heard the myth that you should wait until after the big game to sell your home. What? If you're thinking about selling, now is the time. Why? Because buyers are hungry and most sellers aren't even in the game. But the real key is fielding the right team. And that's my buddy Chris Lindahl's team with REMAX Results. REMAX is America's number one real estate franchise. And the Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX Results team. Why? Because they've got the right game plan and the best players at the skill positions. They know how to market your home. They know how to use social media. And they know how to win. On average, the Chris Lindahl team sells a home every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until after the big game to get a big win on selling your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD and the first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value. And it's only going to the first two KQRS callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Get a free staging package and win big on selling your home before the big game. Take me down to the paradise city where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Take me home, yeah, yeah. Take me down you go, to the paradise city where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. In studio, Kostaki Economopolis, he's at Acme tonight. And tomorrow night, two shows on Friday and two shows on Saturday, as a matter of fact. One of the greatest comedy clubs in the United States of America. Easily, yep. yep With the biggest really name is. in comedy. What a great combination. How do you miss out on that? Exactly. Kostaki and Acme. During the what break, I uh, I was firing my uh, PR guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't get too whipped up about Magoo. Magoo gets whipped up, so you, you can't take anything too seriously. <laughs> No, I didn't. You know what I'm saying? But that was a funny moment. (laughs) Yeah. He's unbelievable. Yeah, I should get better at getting the word out. Thank you, subconscious. (laughs) (laughs) He would, you know, I tell you something. He would have said that to Jerry Lewis. So I wouldn't worry about it. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't worry about it. It's one of those deals. (laughs) God. Is Jerry Lewis still active? Jerry Lewis is dead. He's pushing up daisies. Yeah, no longer weeks no longer active. Oh, a couple. Oh, and he he's was recently. Oh, August twentieth. He died that long ago. Jesus. Yeah. Man, at the time, I swear to God, you know, Jim Paul once said to me, when I was a kid, time just kind of loped along and it was wonderful. Uh-huh. But then you get older, and all of a sudden the clock is spinning like a fan. It yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's. I've, I've there seen glimpses dark. of that too. Yeah. Yeah, there are times when, yeah, it's weird because it's like the past couple of weeks have felt like they're exceptionally long, and yet I can think back on something that happened four years ago, and it feels like it happened a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It's, there's time dilation going on. 
Jerry Lewis was yeah, a yeah, he was a misogynist in the old fashioned uh, yeah <laughs> way. He said he Jerry said Lewis things. just hated everyone. <laughs> he did hate everyone. Why did Jerry Lewis hate everybody so much? He was a very bitter man, especially when he was old. He was a very uh, yeah. That's a great. He question. said what he thought. You've met a lot of these big shots over the years, Tom. How does somebody that yeah. successful get bitter at the end? What is he bitter about? What's happening? I think you have to be a sociopath to get that successful as <laughs> a thing. Well, I think that's probably and true. And then you yeah, once you get successful. You hide it so people won't, you know. And then once you don't need to anymore, a.k.a. your career is over, then you go back to being how you really were. I yeah, like I these Andy theories right today. I, you've had two of them I love. I, this makes perfect sense Andy's to me. Andy's good with the theories. All right. No, well, he see, I mean, you, you, especially in that era, there were a lot of uh, famous people who were, you know, not super nice to their children. Uh, was Jerry Lewis one of those? Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a kid yeah, that he way. disowned, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. And then, um, uh, who was it? Johnny Carson was Just he? Pretty much name him. Well, and, well, yeah, I suppose. Gustaki, I will tell you, I did an interview with, uh, and I can't remember his name now because it was so many years ago. But he, had, he, he's the Johnny Carson's son that drove off a cliff in his Jeep. Oh remember boy, that? yeah, a Oof. long time ago. Well, I interviewed him about a month before that happened. He was on the KQ Morning Show. Huh. And. I was talking to him, and he just, it was very pleasant, very nice. And, you know, the word had gotten around that uh, that Johnny didn't really pay much attention to his kids, this, that, and the other thing. And so I, I just thought I'd break the ice a little bit without, you know, just hammering about, uh, about the thing. And, and I said, well, I see that, uh, you know, I know that your father built a brand new uh, estate about a year ago. It's supposed to be absolutely beautiful. Is it as beautiful as they say? And he sighed and said, I, I don't know. I've, I've never been invited to go. Wow. <laughs> to his own dad's house. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Wow. And there was the Beach Boys, his dad. Yeah, Murray, Murray Wilson used to beat the hell. Well, he, he, he beat Brian so badly, he went deaf in one ear. Yeah. Michael uh, Jackson's dad, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. <laughs> yeah, so I think famous people are just more likely to be crazy. Hey, just because Bing Crosby <laughs> referred to one of his sons as Satchel Ass, you know, it's not that big a deal. He did. He called one of his kids Satchel Ass. Well, thanks, Dad. I feel much better. I feel much better about myself. Now. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, at least we're not Robert Wooten. Do you know who Robert Wooten is? No. Help me. Wooten Clan. I'm looking at his picture right now. Uh, Wu-Ten Clan, yeah, Wu-Ten Clan. Uh, if a performance artist did it, people might consider it a bold choice. On a robbery suspect, however, bold might not be the word. Police in Houston say 40-year-old Robert Wu-Ten uh, has something on his forehead. The why is not clear, but the consequences are Wooten is wanted for a string of armed robberies and witnesses have identified him thanks to what he has tattooed on his forehead. Oh, oh no, I guess it's not a Phi Beta Kappa key. <laughs> it is not a Phi Beta Kappa. <laughs> On his forehead, I'm looking at his picture right now, his mugshot. Good, good guess. Okay. <laughs> he has tattooed on his forehead. This is a guy armed robber of people, and it's fully visible What's when he say, robs like, them. I love Jesus or something? It says 463-15-6781. His social security his number? His social security number is uh, on his forehead. Well... <laughs> Wow. Probably not the president is, of LifeLock. Oh, wow. Oh, man. my. Why would you do that? That's crazy. I don't know. I, I, so there, there, there's like, there's footage of him and the, the number's in full view. People, he's, he's robbed. They've read the number on his forehead. That kind of sounds like it's some self-destructive tendencies here. <laughs> uh, by the way. It seems that uh, that to be true. Another uh, tattoo, by the way, uh, on his neck is his phone number. Mm. So he has his social security number on his forehead and his phone number on his neck. Nice. <laughs> Call me, maybe. Nice. Call me, maybe. Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe he's uh wants to be in prison where his homies are at. Uh, maybe. It's a possibility. So, Kostaki, I want to hear about your... So you cut, you cut an album a year ago. Right. Right. At Acme. Yeah. And you released it when? We took a while because my, uh, we took our time because my producer, 
I was his first album, and he was leaving Sirius, and he didn't want to be working at Sirius and an uh, album producer at the same time. It would be a conflict of interest. So oh, he, he wrapped up Sirius, and as soon as that finished, we released the album in May. So he was ready to so be done with Sirius yeah. for years. Um, so, yeah, we released it in May, and uh, it's been great. It's, been, it's the best thing I've ever done, and it's been fun to promote and uh, get some good feedback. And it's getting played on Sirius despite not having a connection over there anymore. <laughs> Isn't that amazing that that, that happens when they play it on Sirius, even though, you know. I, uh, yeah, I understand Sirius is not that great a place. If you're not Howard Stern, it's not that great a place to work. I've heard different versions of that myself, but uh, I also yeah. have some buddies who have loved it there, so it's the full range. It's a great place oh, to true. be connected when you're a comic, that's for sure, because when you get serious plays, it's they pay you for the privilege of uh, spreading the word about you. It's a very nice setup for comics. They've been, they've is, been good to comics that way. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they uh, go with like a Netflix model where they buy the rights to play stuff? They... It's old-fashioned royalties. They pay you on a per-play oh. basis. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's actually great. It's it's been uh, it's become a big slice of my in, you know income. Well, how do they determine how often to play someone though? Is it like by request? Boy, that's the crazy magic question. I don't know. I mean, yeah, they have different producers like any organization would. I'm not sure how the machine makes decisions. Yeah, can't you just get one of your friends to become a producer there and then just have him hit autoplay and leave for a year? <laughs> Ooh, I like it. That's a good construct. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get that going. Because they can't tell how many people are listening when your, your album is playing. All they know is how many people subscribe, right? I think that's true. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no way to tell how many people might, might have heard your album. Are you sure? You would know because... I think since it's internet-based, they can't... Well, they I mean, is it internet-based or is it satellite-based? Satellite it's a whole yeah, because different universe, I don't, yeah. Yeah, you're not communicating with the satellite. Those just those are one-way transmissions. Right. But so, if you if it is, like, connected to the internet somehow, then they could... Uh, then, yeah. they, then you could, you know, talk back to them. No, Kostaki, do you notice when they play it, do you, do you notice uh, an uptick in sales? So you would know, I, I'm assuming. You know what? The, the new, again, I'll, I'll speak for me, and I assume this is true for comics across the board. The new paradigm, it's, it's you don't really drive sales. What you do is you, you drive ticket sales. It's the... Yeah, it's, that's true, yeah. Comics right. have always had the model sort of... That musicians have landed on in the post Napster universe. Right. No, we've right. talked about this in before. The, in the earlier days, it was all about selling the albums, right. and musicians have changed that paradigm. Now it's about selling the live shows, and comics have always had that model. So it's really just a matter of getting the word out and building enough of a brand that when you come to the Acme in whatever town you're in, that uh, people come to see you on purpose. That's the goal, you know. So, um, yeah, I looked at it, and I'm, I looked it up, and no, there really is no way for them to know. Uh, so it's yeah, it's basically like what you said. You do it, and then if more people come to your show, then you know it's working. Well, that's why I wondered. Right. I wondered about that. How do they know how many listeners Howard Stern actually has? You don't. That's a great they, question. They would have right. to say, "I joined. I joined well, Sirius XM just to listen to Howard Stern." Well, now it's more. It's, it's a thing that would be like, uh, you know, hey, Howard Stern fans, go to our site and you know put in the keyword, and you might win money or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Then yeah, they use that true. to judge how many people. Because you know, if, if you could, if you say maybe one percent of the listeners actually do it, then you can extrapolate how many yeah, listeners you true. have. That's true. Well, Howard Stern was there. Um, he was basically their Herschel Walker. Right when the USFL yeah. launched the league, they needed the premier name in football right. to come to their league to give right. them legitimacy, and they helped build a satellite universe on you know on his name. So, and I mean, by the way, uh, he just mentioned a former Georgia Bulldog. Game, so. <laughs> that, was the, that was the last time the, the Bulldogs won the national championship. It was, <laughs> it, was. it was the it last was. time they won. It, it was 1981, I believe. We got football fans. We got NFL fans here. That was, Sort of a dampened enthusiasm in Minnesota. <laughs> I know. The good news is your team's not going to go to the first round of the playoffs and disappoint you, so that's good. <laughs> ah, this is last year. <laughs> is that, that's too painful to laugh? Okay. Didn't hear a cheer out of the state till they fired Blair Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a very good point. But how? What? Honest to God, these field goal kickers. It, it just. Oh my God, it's annoying. It's how could they miss so many field goals? It's hard to do. I can tell you that. I I did it once at. Uh, I, I went to the Super Bowl a few years back. I don't know if this is a really obscure, but the uh, the Ravens had missed a 37-yarder at the end of a playoff game and kept them out of the mm-hmm. playoffs. And uh, I went and I did the NFL experience, and there was I set it up so that it was a 37-yard field goal, and I made it. Of course. You know, you did? My, I did, but of course, there's nobody trying to keep me from making it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It was a but lot still. easier for me. But and you're not going to lose your job if you miss. Right, right. There's no head games happening. It's just me and my blue jeans. You know? But um, still, it's still not that easy to do. Oh no, it's absolutely. It's absolutely hard to be a good field goal kicker, obviously. I mean, that's why we see, you know. <laughs> yeah. I had mixed feelings when I found out that the uh, kicker for Alabama was a Greek. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I had a brief moment yeah. of, wait, do I root for this kid? No, F him. All right, go dogs. <laughs> well, I think you could have done a better job that kick at the end of the game. He had a tough run, that Ooh. kid. But is a kicker just a kicker, or does someone else, do they, like, pick a player to kick? No, they just kick. Well, then, I mean, if you're doing that, that's, that's the one thing you have to do, then you would think, yeah, you should hit it pretty much every time. Yeah, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. a 50 a 50-yard field goal with a bunch of scary people chasing you and trying to keep it from happening. And there's a, I mean, that's a, that's a hard thing to do. But have you noticed though the bigger thing now that never used to be an issue is the extra points. When they moved it back to 33 yards, now yeah. it's like Oh yeah. I mean, that totally messed Billar Walsh up. He was perfect his first year. Right. That makes it more fun. It's not yeah, a gimme. No, yeah, yeah. I love it. When will professional football embrace college football overtime? That's my question. Yes. Are you with me on this? Yes. They both got the ball. College football overtime is so much better. Right, Tom? Come on. I'm just waiting for Michael Bryant to call in. It's the best. They did the same thing with the two-point conversion. The college world had it for years and years and years, and the NFL was like, nope, nope, nope. Okay. And it's better. Yeah. <laughs> it is better. They're going to do the same thing with no, college you... football overtime. College football overtime is so good, they should replace college basketball with college football overtime. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, that was All right, Gustav. That's a heck of a week, though, there for Georgia, being back-to-back overtime uh, games, right. I mean, especially that Oklahoma Rose Bowl. Right. Yeah, that game was great. Indeed. That game had no, a better are, ending. Are you going to come back <laughs> – are you going to come back in on Thursday and Friday, too? If you'll have me, I'll come back. I live near, near here. It's oh, very yeah, easy for me. Absolutely. So are you at Acme? I'm at Acme. Do I need to fire oh, my well, PR then. guy again? <laughs> Is anyone listening no, to we me? we talked about it. Is anybody? I was. The show is sponsored Why by you, Miracle here. I'm at Acme, everybody. <laughs> what? Acme Comedy <laughs> Company. It's in the warehouse district. It's awesome. Come see me come in the Come by. Stove. And your shows are eight o'clock. Friday, eight o'clock eight every o'clock. night with Saturday, added late o'clock. shows. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening, to Tom Bernard Show.